This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we chat all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships all the way to the adult industry itself. I'm Sylvia Sage, and this is my Pornspective, answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. Get ready, because Sexy Funny Raw starts now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Funny Raw. I'm your host, Sylvia Sage, and join with me in studio, of course, is my co-host, Dr. Eddie, giving us his public health perspective. Thank you, Dr. Eddie. (laughs) And in studio, I am very pleased to welcome our guest for this month. He is actor, comedian, and chef, actually, Uh, Mr. Dan Poshton, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I don't know that you're necessarily going to want to be here for this particular episode, but we're going to get into it regardless. So a little scary this episode's going to be, at least for me or anyone who is sexually active, it should be a little bit scary for you. So there is a new strain, folks, going around of super gonorrhea it sounds terrifying because it is okay so so we all know that there is obviously just a regular strain of gonorrhea that that's the one that we all know and nobody loves right (laughs) and dr eddie tell us what the normal gonorrhea signs symptoms go through uh well so gonorrhea is actually the second most common uh, Next to uh, chlamydia. Okay, I know that one. And so, yeah. <laughs> but it changes all the time. When I was doing research, it was like syphilis had gone up to number one, and chlamydia was number three. So it's like a constant yeah. change depending on what state and a uh, variety of other variables. Okay. So across the nation, it's the second most. Okay. Uh, but per state, uh, it's pretty different. Here in California, there used to be billboards that said, we're number two in chlamydia right outside of the airport. So whenever, wow. I, ever, whenever I was visiting, I was always like, that's so awesome that it's a billboard. Uh, awesome from a public health perspective. <laughs> Not from like yeah. a bragging. Right. We're like, number mom, two. Right. Yeah. Mom, dad, look. <laughs> we're number See, two. Don't you LA rocks. Come on. Someone's having fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I mean, the basic uh, symptoms with that are going to be like painful urination, discharge okay. for men and women. Yeah. Um, it could present a problem if it's untreated long term. Uh, Wait, can I also just say it's also you can have no symptoms because I've had absolutely. gonorrhea several times with yeah. zero symptoms. So I have no my roommate. So Definitely. he oh, tested yes. positive, but he didn't. Yeah, it's quite common. No idea t- it's quite common to have no symptoms, right? Correct. Yeah, um, I want to say and I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it's 10 percent of people have no symptoms at all. OK, so that's actually a pretty big number. Yeah, uh, if we're talking per 100,000, which are usually the numbers we're working with in public health. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, it's also known as the clap. Some people confuse that all the time. I have been confusing that With until chlamydia. I read this script. I yeah. was like, clap is not chlamydia? That would not. make all the sense. Nice. The and clap is gonorrhea? It is. Remember that Clash song? Yeah. <laughs> so crazy to me. I learned something new today, and that's so embarrassing. I worked in hospitals, y'all. It's so embarrassing. Well, but not everybody Not everybody that works in, in your yeah, own defense. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, everyone yeah. that works in hospitals deals with STIs. Right. Not all physicians necessarily deal with STIs yeah. as well. So I wasn't in that field. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. So, <laughs> but what we're talking about when we're talking about super gonorrhea, it's like a fantastical name. Yeah. But really what we're talking about is drug-resistant 
gonorrhea. So it doesn't necessarily have different like um, like you're not gonna have like a worse. blood coming out. It's fine. As I'm throwing pens. It's fine. It's not gonna be a worse kind of gonorrhea. No. Well, worse in that you can't cure. That it. it will never go away. And so to really to explain that, what I have to explain is antibiotic resistance. Right. This is a little bit sciencey, so I'll try and keep Go it. for okay. it. Okay. So antibiotic resistance means um, when we don't use antibiotics the right way or when we don't complete our antibiotic mm-hmm. uh, regimen or mm-hmm. whatever, um, usually the remaining bacteria in this case are the ones that end up multiplying. Those remaining bacteria are the ones that the uh, antibiotics didn't kill. Got so it. whatever few ones are left become the new ones that are multiplying mm. in our systems. Antibiotics resistance thus means um, those that are left are stronger yeah. against antibiotics. And now those strong ones are, are ones making new... It's like the delta Correct. of gonorrhea? I, I mean, sure, but if you want to say that delta was stronger, right? Because delta had a bunch of variants. Oh, yeah. They weren't necessarily resistant to things. It was just the new strain So now evolved. basically if you get super gonorrhea, you need kryptonite if well, you want to cure it so the, the <laughs> problem then becomes uh, Sorry, when we're dealing to. with no yeah <laughs> honestly <laughs> because there is no there will be no cure right there will be no so uh recently in january of 2023 gonna this super bug uh in in public health we call it drug resistant okay uh, but super gonorrhea with within this context yeah um finally made it to the u.s it had kind of been going around uh the rest of the world Okay. Uh, for a couple of years. We were late to the party. We which, were a little you know. late to the party, thankfully. Right. So there was two <laughs> the cases. There yeah. was two cases in Massachusetts. Uh, what ends up happening is, think of it like a list of 10 different types of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And you're going down the list of, not necessarily strength, but variation. Mm-hmm. Eventually you get to like the last few, which is like our last line of defense, what yeah. we're talking about, uh, dealing with bacterial infections. Um, and so once we get to those, there are no other options. This super gonorrhea strain, it's taking those last lines of defense that we have yeah. to kill it. So they were treated in the two cases in Massachusetts recently. Mm-hmm. So they don't have it anymore. Great. The problem is that it's certainly possible okay. for it to spread. Because uh, they also said that these two cases weren't related to each other, from what I understand. Yeah. So if they're not related to each other, they got it somehow. But of course, Someone's the way that we're constantly there. traveling. Yeah. If there's right? more than one person still out there, there's, yeah. Sure. They so probably don't have any. They're probably one of that ten percent without these symptoms. It's certainly possible. They, no I mean, you're, you're and they're probably and funny, so they're fucking a lot of people. Yeah. You know, so well, there would be more cases theoretically. If okay, they were, funny, right? Because symptoms actually show up pretty quick, and all of that stuff. So I'm a horrible person. But all of that to, is to say that we don't really invest in antibiotics anymore. Yeah. Right? In like nineteen. But why? Well, in nineteen twenty-eight, when Alexander Fleming you know, discovered antibiotics in the yeah. first place, which was based on fungus and et cetera, et cetera. Um, we then started to use antibiotics in a variety of ways. And it really, we started using it the most in, during the World War. And so uh, we really ramped up production because that was mm-hmm. one of the biggest challenges uh, that Alexander Fleming encountered in 1928. He just didn't know how to mass produce these things. Yeah. So what we ended up doing eventually, 20 years later, or a little bit less than 20 years, uh, when we were figured out how to mass produce it, we started putting it in everything. It really changed the military, changed surgery. But when pen- you penicillin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So break it down. When you say you started using it in everything, you were well. And so now we actually get it a lot in our food, and it's in our, our environment based on how. So it's we literally treat- we're taking it in every day. 
so if if you eat meat, the chances are even higher because we treat a lot of our animals with broad spectrum antibiotics mm. constantly to prevent disease because in a lot of instances they're they mistreated. Live in, yeah, they live, they in, live in really horrible yeah. squalor, these poor animals. And if they're mistreated and they don't have a place to walk and to graze and to be free, then they're in confined spaces with filth and all of yeah. those things. You give them antibiotics. Uh, you can also pump them full of antibiotics to make them bigger. Yeah. And so all of these things combined create an environment where we're taking in antibiotics all of the time. That's bad. At such um, a high rate, our bodies are just building up and immunity. So, but we're not creating more uh, antibiotics. And so we're, we're just creating out. an immunity of our own. But, well, we're not really commuting. That's not how immunity necessarily functions. So we're not creating an immunity ourselves to all of these things. Okay. Um, because bacteria is going to be different from our microbiome. All of those things are slightly different from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so we're calling it super gonorrhea. What we're really talking about is drug-resistant gonorrhea. Yeah. The problem is we're not investing in it, and we're often taking in a lot of antimicrobials. So how do we <laughs> here's like how do we keep from this happening? How do we keep from this taking over? This is the problem because as we've discussed many times, there is no way around it and we've we've really talked about <laughs> prep and Just we've talked about all of these incredible living things. in a whole new world of fear over here, well, but so all right. This one warrants a little bit of fear, right? Yeah. So a little bit of caution <clears throat> only because it's almost inevitable that it's going to mutate again where those last lines of defense aren't going to work. Right, so that's part one. So part two yeah. is really that it's in our environment and we're constantly taking it in. People aren't using it right, but we mm -hmm. also have a like a medical industry that prescribes it a lot. So like the number one reason that we have antibiotic resistance kind of developing, even mm -hmm. though it's been developing since they invent, like since they Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin, yeah, he even said, but this is going to be a problem. So we've known it was going to be a problem from then that these strains are going to mutate but we don't really do anything about it. Uh, and so- So we need to get somebody in science on this. Is I'm what working you're on it. Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Where are you at? <laughs> well, Dr. Dr. Fauci's been doing, actually he's done incredible work. Since the 80s, he's been yeah. doing incredible work. He yeah. was like instrumental in our fight against the HIV epidemic at the time. So, right, if yeah. we can take HIV from something that was such a deadly disease to something that is completely Chronic. livable now. Sure. Like, can we not like make the same strides with this detrimental we're going to have gonorrhea? To invest in it. Well, we're going to have to invest in it, and so COVID really changed the world. Right. But it was a temporary change because before that, we'd gone through decades of not investing in public health. Yeah. Right. I'm a little biased, everybody. Right. <laughs> but we haven't been investing. <laughs> haven't been investing in public health, and be and so then all of a sudden COVID happened, and we're like, our infrastructure isn't built for this. Like our public health infrastructure yeah. isn't built to handle it. No kidding, it's not. We've been taking money away from it right. for decades. So we invested all this money, but now exactly what you think would happen after now that COVID is theoretically, as far as the administration and governments, it's mostly over. Yeah. Unless you're talking about. China and stuff like that, where now it's just ramping up. When I was little, I used to get strep throat all the time. Yeah. So um, they would prescribe me like a Z pack, which yeah. is that penicillin or it's or an antibiotic, form. but yeah, yeah, it's mm -hmm. a form. And then you know, eventually, my doctor was like, "You can't just take these all the time. You know, sure. you got to." So eventually, instead of just doing that, I would suffer through it a little bit. You know, drink my tea, eat my garlic, and I'd eventually be okay. Um, is that possible with something like gonorrhea? Can you beat it naturally or do you really need? You actually need it. 
You actually need an antibiotic. Mm. Okay. Uh, historically, it's not something we, that will go away. It's not. Before we had antibiotics, it was chlamydia, especially since the 1500s, for sure. It was chlamydia, syphilis, and uh, and gonorrhea, and nothing could cure it. There was a bunch of there was a bunch of like symptom cures, like mercury treatment for syphilis, but that creates its own mercury poisoning, imaginable <laughs> problems. But that was the best there was at the time. Uh, and so there's, you have to take an antibiotic. For it. So my follow up to that question though, is if you like, obviously if it's the strain is resistant to medicine and you're living with gonorrhea, are there, do we know what long-term effects of that are? Like, so will your dick fall off? Syphilis <laughs> makes you go crazy, right? Yeah. So, well, so that's the king. There's blood. actually in science, we actually study the effects of syphilis. There was a long study that was done in oh, Alabama, yeah. that was fucked the up. Tuskegee syphilis study. It's quite famous. We Pretty have much talked about it on here. It's really that works up. in medicine and public health. Yeah, has to study it at some point or another. And so I don't want to get too luxury because yeah. I teach my student. We talk about this in class yeah. all the time. This is but, fascinating. Um, so it's when people um, when they started that study yeah. in 1932. Um, and so there was a lot of racism involved in this particular study. But in 1932, uh, penicillin antibiotics didn't exist at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was, we're, we're talking about syphilis now, so it's a little different. Right, right. Uh, and so when antibiotics became available in the 1940s, and they kept uh, the doctors specifically, or all the people involved in this study specifically, didn't treat uh -huh. all of the people in this study to see what the progression of the disease was. Mm -hmm. And that went on to the 70s, so it was 40 mm. years, way after they had stuff available. Mm -hmm. And so, I won't go too much further into it, but so we know the progression, and it's not good with mm. certain things. Um, I don't know, because it's against medicine to, to follow the progression when we Got have it. something. Got it. Ultimately, we have to deal with it the second we... Got it. And we haven't encountered one that's not treatable yet. So we don't yet, yo. No. But it's yeah. certainly, it's going to mm. mutate, and it's absolutely going to happen. And to answer your previous question about what do we do about it, really it becomes... A Never problem. have sex again. <laughs> it becomes a problem of having safer sex, which, yeah. which is a constant conversation. Mm, yeah. We know that people aren't doing it. We also have PrEP and all of these things that protect you from things like HIV. Mm -hmm. but Don't since, protect against others. And so people that are on PrEP are often seeing an increase in other STIs mm -hmm. because all of a sudden now you're having more sex. You're not using a condom because you're no longer afraid of... Yeah. Right? You're no longer afraid of HIV. And so now everybody's getting everything else. Well, and not to mention, this is what we're having a problem with in the adult film industry currently is um, you can have gonorrhea in your throat and or your anus. When you go to test through blood and urine, which is how we get tested every two weeks, it's not showing up. So yep. the gonorrhea is still being passed around through oral sex or through anal sex. And it's just not being tested because you actually have to go in and swab the throat and or swab the anus to get uh, accurate reading whether or not you have gonorrhea in any of those places. So testing for it and what we were doing was so subpar and no one really knew it until it kind of got out of control and everyone was like how is everyone popping for gonorrhea and we're all getting tested and it, then it was the, it's the, the swabs. A, it's such a huge one the throat. Because Definitely. through oral sex. Yeah absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> it's and being it's transferred. The, the safer of the sexes even though it's absolutely right. still sex. Yeah. Uh, but it's the safer of them but you can absolutely pass it from your throat to the Dang. penis. Sorry. Yeah and not I mean you think about it when you're having sex you're like oh yeah I'm going to put a condom on during sex but are you giving are you 
putting a condom on to give to a blowjob blow no or way. to give oral sex, do you know, it, like right? they do, Absolutely. but no one is doing that. Agreed. And, and no so that's how it's getting around. Gross. They have the ones that take that have flavors. And Try so the flavors. I don't know. But even right before we started doing this podcast and I was saying like, <laughs> because there's so much going around right now, I'm making all of my partners test. Yeah. Um, by swabs and by blood and urine and I'm having them do it 24 to 48 hours before our scene and you said that could even still cause a problem because it really matters yeah. well sometimes the symptoms won't or not the symptoms but you could have it and still like not test positive for it like it hasn't almost like set in right, right? does of, that yeah. make sense but yeah so there's going to be a window right the window that's the window. The, the window of the scary yeah and so it's highly unlikely if you're testing for the past 24 hours but yeah. it's really going to depend on what's what everybody was doing within that mm -hmm. time frame there's yeah. no 100% guarantee ever. Yeah, I know. Uh, even terrifying. condoms aren't 100%. No, right? yeah. And so this is just something that we have to be aware of. Uh, and all we can do is be as conscious of it yeah. as a problem as we can be. And people are still going to have unprotected sex. Of course. That's sex, the that's best way to have sex. <laughs> Let's be honest. But uh, then <laughs> there's all these potential repercussions. And it does no, get agree. a little scary when we can't. Uh, when we can't fight some of these things. Yeah. And so I have a question for you, Dan. So you you admitted that, yes, you have had gonorrhea. Chlamydia. Oh, chlamydia, not gonorrhea. Yeah. Okay, so question. It doesn't matter because this question goes a blanket either way. So when you found out you had that, did you have one partner and did you call that partner? Did you have multiple partners and did you call those people? It was one partner and she was actually the only other, like the only lady I've been with in the adult industry. Okay. So, you know, I... I met her at a Gelson's, and you know, I, uh, that's a supermarket. Yeah, you know, she told me she. I was like, you know, and she was dressed very. It's a swanky grocery store. It is. Um, and so uh, I started talking to her, and uh, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, what do you do for work? She was like, I'm a dancer. Followed her on IG. And Ballet. I was like, this is a little tap. Different, and I was like, oh, she's a stripper, and then I found out she was actually in the porn industry. And so, you know, um, we go out on a date and um, I thought, you know, because she was in the industry, she had been tested very yeah. recently. And yeah. She was like, I'm fine. You know, I'm non-reactive. Yeah. Um, and so two days later, I go to pee and it just Burns. hurt like all get out. And I was like, this is not normal. Oh no. This is not normal at all. So I called her and I was like, yo, I thought you had been tested recently. And, yeah. And, um, she was just like, I'm sorry. It happens. Have I have a boyfriend as well. And I was oh, like, okay. okay. I didn't know about that. Yeah. But they were in an open thing. Yeah. And That's this is, you know, now. I'm just, now I just kind of, um, I've stopped sleeping around so much. Yeah. Um, you know. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do, especially here in Los Angeles with all these beautiful people. But you can't trust anyone. No. You can't trust them. <laughs> or, or we can use more condoms. Yeah. If the alternative is I not hate that. If the alternative is not having sex, yeah, Doctor Eddie, we started with a condom. Yeah. So, uh, condom to bareback is pretty common. Yeah, it's its own. It's its own. Like, it's like this feels really good. It's you know, its like, own thread. I'm safe now that I've been inside you. Let's just. Uh. I've been tested recently. I love how it really is a game of like how much does each person care <laughs> right at that moment of entry. Do you care enough? Do you care well, enough? You Do almost you want care? them to want you to wear a condom yeah. because then you trust them more. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden it becomes more intimate 
when you take it off because your yeah. level of trust is yeah. different. The yeah. fact you had one is right. like, oh, oh, right. he's safe occasionally, <laughs> but I'm special. All of these things are somewhat problematic if we're talking they about something like super. Hundred percent are hundred percent problematic. But that is the real world. This no, is what's, but what's happening? No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean. I'm the biggest to say all the time, like, I fucking hate condoms. I think they are rape to my vagina. I am not a fan. But I realize that in normal society, that is something that we do need to use more of. Or just everyone be testing on a regular basis. I have started testing in between every single partner I have, mainly so I can point blame. Um, But also, uh, it's fun just to know, you know? Testing (laughs) as a weapon. Yeah, that's exactly. I almost, because I was telling you guys before the show, I'm milk of the month uh, next month and thank you and so I have to do all of these shoots and I was like being like super careful about like what I'm doing and I almost want to be like I wonder if I can make them sign a contract that says like you will not have sex with anybody in between the time you tested and having sex with me and if I find out I got anything like I'm coming after you yeah you know that's smart because it would ruin all the rest of my money for the month do you know what I'm saying it's Like, like when people used to get tested for COVID but then they'd like Go to a Lakers game, right? And then, right, and then, uh, dude. Like well, we've actually, and then show up at Christmas just with a million people. Yeah, yeah. In public health, we often talk about having learned a lot of these lessons that through COVID. COVID. Well, no, well, COVID. Oh. We've already learned the masking lessons, the school lessons. All of those things have happened before. Yeah, uh, it's not the first pandemic that has happened. Right, it's just how we've labeled mm. things, right? Uh, and so, but all of those lessons have occurred before. But we have a really short memory. Yeah. Uh, and so we don't prioritize a lot. Mine shorter things. than most, but yes, <laughs> a lot of marijuana, folks. Outside a lot of, of marijuana, health, yeah. the memory is really short, and it creates yeah. constant problems. And COVID wasn't the last one that we're going to have to deal with. And super gonorrhea is slightly specific if you're engaged in sexual behavior, but. Right. You know, at some point, there's going to be others because antibiotic resistance is happening when we go to surgery. Mm. We often get antibiotics. So, like, surgery is going to be impacted. And, like, all of these other things that have nothing to do with STIs are also being impacted by antibiotic resistance, which is kind of at the core of what we're saying when we're talking about super gonorrhea. See, that's so scary because I've been one of those people. I treat antibiotics like they're a magic pill all of the time. (laughs) All of the time. They've been called the magic bullet for 50 years plus. So the magic bullet of I feel like I've been ruining myself. Well, I mean, so... After you're on antibiotics, they often suggest that you have yogurt for your microbiome because it's killing a bunch of things, right? All of those things are pretty normal. Okay. Uh, You're not necessarily hurting yourself. You're potentially hurting whatever you're trying to treat if you're not using it correctly. Interesting. Uh, But like if someone has a cold... In some cultures, it's quite common to go to the doctor to get antibiotics, but a cold is a virus, typically, Mm -hmm. and not an antibiotic. So you can't treat a a virus with antibiotics. Right. And so but that's quite common um, depending on where you live around the world. And so it's an issue here in the U.S. because we have a functional health system, let's say Mm. functional health system. Yeah. Uh, But in other countries, it's even worse because they might not. I have a question, and it's probably a dumb one, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. No okay. such thing. So, eh, wait, wait till you hear. Okay, so um, <laughs> um, if sometimes I have to be on an antibiotic, but I also have like a fun event I have to go do, like in between 
taking those antibiotics. I will like take the first half of them and then I'm like, all right, now I'm going to go drink for these few days. So I don't want to take it, the antibiotic because I don't want the alcohol to mix it. Ooh. So I'll go drink for those day or two or whatever it is. And then I'll come back and soberly finish the rest of the antibiotic. Is That's that exactly safe? how we get antibiotic resistance? <laughs> you are the reason we have super gonorrhea. <laughs> Only... Oh, I don't know about super. <laughs> that's exactly. You have to take it the course prescribed, right? Yeah. So depending on what we're talking about, some are like seven days, some are yeah. more. Yeah. Um, that's a long time, though. Absolutely. And some are impacted if you're out in the sun. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of variations depending on what it is that we're talking about. Stopping in the middle mm. is creating that uh, amplification and mm. of those that are resistant. Yeah. Right there. So you stop, and like the resistant ones are the ones that then they are... multiply. Then, mm. yeah. and then, but yeah. then I come back and kill them with the rest. No, no, because by then the ones that weren't killed off in the first place mm -hmm. are the ones that they're multiplying. Which, Fuck. Yeah, and that's exactly how it happens. All right, I and knew. So, but you're not alone. So don't. Yeah, you're not alone. A lot of people do that, but it's yeah. that, those kinds of behaviors yeah. with antibiotics that are leading us in this direction, creating mm. a problem. So the lesson is: drink on your antibiotics. <laughs> no. <laughs> that actually creates different problems. If you're on antibiotics, maybe just take a break. Got your back. <laughs> you're right. Got your back. I know. That's I'm what they, they always say, I, like, anytime my doctor hands me an antibiotic, he goes, maybe take it easy on the alcohol this week. And I thought maybe take it on, easy on the alcohol was like a suggestion. And I was like, oh, I won't take alcohol with the pills. But if I need to be at an event where I need to have a drink or two and be, to be social, a drink or two is probably not an issue. But oh, like, that's all I'm doing. I'm not, not like getting blasted. What people are yeah. doing, right? Yeah. Because here in the U.S., where binge drinking is typically the can approach. you smoke on yeah. antibiotics? Smoke weed? You yes. Can, that doesn't matter though. Yeah. Oh, or well, yeah. I mean, not that I know of. It doesn't matter at all. But someone, I've had <laughs> doctors tell me I can still smoke. I've asked have that you question. Tried like those like little weed like drinks like the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. bubbly. I yeah. like those. <laughs> <laughs> Two, you're good. Three, you're like, I gotta go. Cannot move. Yeah. Gotta <laughs> yeah. get out of here. Things have gone wrong. Things have gone wrong. Gotta, gotta go and take my antibiotics. We've gone off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, do we need right. any more on super gonorrhea? What? I mean, Can I, I think we've covered all the bases. Okay. Um, it does have repercussions if if that's where we end up. Yeah. Uh, and Which we will. That's what you're telling I me. I mean, inevitably, it's going to mutate to a point where we don't have something for it. Hopefully, I'm dead by then. All right, you guys. There's and no time specific <laughs> time frame because it can happen whenever. Uh, but okay. we're going in that direction, and we're going in that direction quite fast. Well, so scary. Are you guys, please... Be safe out there. In conclusion to this, test more often. Use condoms when you can. Be swabbing. When you go and get tested, there are swabs that you can specifically ask for. You can ask them to swab your throat and your anus. And, uh, you can let do me, it yourself, too. You also can do yeah. it yourself. But also, just so you know, um, I very much know that you don't have to be having anal sex in order to get gonorrhea in your ass. It, it strictly comes from the fluids that could be dripping into your asshole. So if someone with gonorrhea is riding your dick and they just came and it slides into your asshole you have gonorrhea in your ass all right so just be careful out there folks know that it can it can it can happen and can it you is get it happening from ass? 100% yeah it's biggest transportation is through oral sex by the way kids so 
Um, so just be careful out there and know that it is uh, it is out there uh, and it's coming for you. No, I'm just kidding. I hope it's not coming. <laughs> I hope it's not coming for you. But um, uh, literally coming yeah, for you. Literally it's coming everywhere. Gonna splash in your face. Uh, just be careful out there, kids. That's all I can say to you. Uh, until then, Dan, you want to tell people where they can find you? Yes, uh, Dan Poshin on Instagram. P a u s t i a n. Hard Lemonade L A is my comedy and rock and roll show here in Los Angeles, and then. At Line Cook Energy on Instagram is my podcast. Love it. And Dr. Eddie, thank you, of course, for all your public health perspective. We appreciate you for um, being on top of the super gonorrhea. We appreciate it. I'm so. coming to class. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next time, adios. 